tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Father Evil, and it would be a sin not to listen to the Squared Circle Cafe, and I will be praying for you as you listen. Et orare pro vobis in tenebris, di nomine Patre, Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <laughs> And welcome to a Sunday afternoon edition of the Square Chuckle Cafe. I am your hostess, Dara. I call my name, Sid Spell. Have a cup of ice, Joe, on this rather warm autumn day. It is September 24th, 2017, which means tonight will be the WWE special event known as No Mercy. Uh, my co-host, Beth, will be joining me in just a moment. She's in the other room right now, and she'll be with us very soon. JC will be joining us as well. And this show basically is going to be our prediction show. We're going to try to condense it down and talk about every individual match that's coming up tonight at No Mercy. We've got quite the lineup here. But um, first and foremost, um. Earlier last week, we unfortunately lost a great member of the wrestling community, the legendary Bobby the Brain Heenan. Bobby the Brain Heenan had been suffering several ailments, most notably cancer, over the past decade or so. It unfortunately silenced him in his golden voice. But So it was peaceful to know that he's now finally without pain, at peace, and up there in wrestler's heaven where he belongs, finally doing the commentary with Gorilla Monsoon, whom you know was probably waiting for him. Like, your seat's, been, your seat's here. I don't know about you, but some of my favorite Bobby Heenan memories stem from not only when he was a manager, but also when he was a commentator. As many of you know, Heenan had, was the king of the one-liners. Everything about him, it was like 
I think one of those famous sayings, most popular sayings, was, you know, a friend in need is a pest, among other things. And it was just incredible. The chemistry he had with Gorilla Monsoon, that was pure comedic gold right there. That was the quintessential broadcast team. You just could not not smile whenever you heard them together. And joining us live from the ATL, here's JC, everyone. Hey, everybody. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, indeed. As you've heard, we were talking about some of our favorite Bobby Heenan moments. Do you have a couple? Uh, I mean, most of the stuff that I heard mostly was, like, a little bit after effect because, you know, you got to consider at what point I came in to be a wrestling fan. So, like, I only got a little bit of what – I got a little bit of Bobby Heenan. I remember some of the things that he popped up in. Um, I do remember a, a bit of – some of the things that he did with um, Gorilla Monsoon, so I remember some of that, some of that banter back and forth. I know it was some good banter. Beth is joining us right now. What were some of your favorite moments? Oh, ooh. Um, honestly, hmm? oh, one of my favorite moments was when I met him. Oh yes, I met him when he was in WCW. I went up to him and I was like, Mr. Heenan, I've been watching you since I was seven years old. I, I just, it is such an honor to finally get to meet you. He looked at me and absolutely without missing a beat, just looked at me, smiled and said, I, I know it is. He shook my hand and then, went, turned, then turned and went back to conversation to the guy next to him. Never missing a beat. <laughs> nice. I unfortunately met him when his voice was gone, but at least I got a chance to meet him and thank him for all his years of work, as well as teaching 10-year-old me the fine art of sarcasm, as you've heard me carry on in several episodes of this podcast. Um. So, Godspeed, Bobby Heenan. Godspeed to his wife. Godspeed to his daughter. Sarcastic, yes. you? No, never. <laughs> so, thank you, Bobby Heenan, for all the memories. Thank you for everything. And we hope you're still continuing on your commentary up there with Gorilla and Wrestlers Heaven. All right. Mm-hmm. No Mercy is tonight. Beth, I know you'll be watching. JC, will you be watching? I unfortunately have to do my inventory tonight, so I will not be able to watch. At least live, I mean. When does it start? Um, I know it's, it's at 8 o'clock. We've got 7 o'clock um, kickoff, or is it 6 o'clock kickoff? Mm. Yeah, I forgot. Do we even have kickoff um, matches? I know it's one. Yes, we do. So then... Um. Okay. We have Apollo. Because I only heard of one. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go through the lineup right now. I'm gonna break it down each one. We've got for the kickoff match Apollo Cruz, member of Titus Worldwide, facing Elias Sampson. Now just going by the name Elias. We have the Intercontinental Championship on the line. Jason Jordan versus The Miz. 
Cruiserweight Championship on the line as Neville defends against Enzo Amore. We have Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt, rematch from SummerSlam. The tag team team hey, Death on the line. Show? No, I'm running down the lineup. Oh. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm making sure. No, 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 no. Believe me. Fans, shit would hit the fan if that was moved to the kickoff. <laughs> yes, the pre-show okay. start, the pre-show's starting in 20 minutes so they can fit all these matches in on it. <laughs> uh, mm. Tag team championships on the line. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose defends against the bar. Cesaro and Sheamus. We have, it was a fatal four-way, now it's a fatal five-way. Alexa Bliss defends her title against Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Emma, and a returning Bailey. John Cena versus Roman Reigns, and we have the Universal Championship on the line as Brock Lesnar faces Braun Strowman. All right, that's all happening tonight, 8 o'clock. You can either buy it on pay-per-view, but why would you want to do that? If you have the network for nine ninety nine a month, you can just watch it there, which, believe me, is a much, much, much better deal. Yep. All right. I'll just make sure I get Let's- there and... Make sure I step out in time because I got to get snacks and then come right back. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Let's go with the kickoff here. Elias. Now I'm just going by one name. Faces off against Apollo Crews, who wants to prove his worth as being a member of Titus Worldwide. I haven't really seen too much of Apollo lately since more of the focus on Titus Worldwide has been on Akira Tozawa. But... You know, Apollo Crews, he has yet to really find his niche in wrestling. Elias, of course, is the drifter, singing his way through um, his part in the roster. So, all right, let's start off. Beth, Crews, or Elias? No. I'm sitting right here, too. I find it uncanny that you every time choose to go to me just as I put a fork full of food in my mouth. I don't know what you're doing. I thought you were done. I'm sitting right next to you. How uh, Excuse me. Now, pick a winner. Elias. Elias? Really? Yes. How come? They really haven't been doing much with Cruz, right? They haven't been doing much... With Elias either, but honestly, I think I think the win would probably do a bit more for Elias than it would for Cruz. All right, JC. I'm gonna agree with Beth, but I'm gonna put a bonus on it. Titus tried to offer him a, to be a part of uh, Titus uh, the Titus brand. Now I ain't say he accepted, but he's gonna probably offer him a uh, offer him a chance to be a part of it. I don't know. I could just see Titus doing something like that. Knowing Titus being the way he is, yeah, ever opportunistic trying to expand on his on his um friend. But I mean, Elias, he's I like him and stuff. But I'm gonna go against the grain. I think it's time for Apollo Cruz to step it up and prove his worth. Being in worldwide, so for me, I'm going with Apollo Cruz. All right, all right, moving on. Now on to the main show. Jason Jordan versus The Miz, Intercontinental Championships on the line. 
The Miz is now one of the longest reigning Intercontinental Champions right now. And happily announcing his fatherhood last week. Jason Jordan, of course, we all know, is the son of our Raw General Manager, Kurt Angle, who's trying to make a name for himself on the show besides being known as Kurt Angle's son. Miz hasn't exactly taken too kindly to that. He and his Miz Taraj have done anything he can to bully Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan wants to prove himself. So last week he asked to be put in the Intercontinental title picture in that matchup in which he defeated everyone in it, including the Hardys, to become the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Miz didn't take too kindly to that. So now tonight we have this matchup, Jason Jordan versus The Miz. And um, for me, I think, I mean, Miz, yeah, he's been a good champion and all, but honestly, how many times can you hold the Intercontinental Championship? I mean, it's like, it's a it's prestigious title and all, but I think after like your fifth or sixth reign, now it's just a belt you wear. So, um... I would love to see some new faces run with this title belt. So for me, I'm for me, I'm going with the up and comer, all American Jason Jordan to win the belt. Hey, get on my screen. Why I'm not on your screen? No. <laughs> no. Party? Anyway. No, it was something on my screen. I was trying to clean it off and it wouldn't come off. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Um, all right, Beth. I'm sorry. I respectfully disagree. I want the Miz to keep the belt because I'm sorry. Jordan hasn't proven to me that impressive about Gable, whereas Gable has proven he can move on without Jordan and he can do some damn good things. And I don't want this. I, I, I'm not liking this obvious nepotism angle they're doing with Jordan's being Angle's son, so I'm sorry. Keeps about where it goes on the best talker on the roster. All right. Hit it, Jacy. <coughs> I, I wanted to say Miz, because, um, yeah, I kind of want to see, um, I mean, if they're going to have this feud going on with Jordan, then they can, um, I mean, I wouldn't have him, I wouldn't say put the belt right on him, like, right now, because unless they're going to change this dude up into a heel and have him turn on or Kurt Angle, I don't see the purpose of him put, putting a title on it, uh, on him, sorry. Um, but I see him possibly winning it in the future, because, you know, at some point, Miz is going to have to drop it in order to go take care of Maurice, so... Right now, I don't see him getting the belt. I see him putting in some work, but the belt right now, nah. I'm going to go with The Miz. All right, very nice. Can't wait to see that. Plus, let's not forget the fact that The Miz Taraj is going to be looking at ringside. Yeah, yeah, you got that. Just because Maurice isn't there doesn't mean the other two aren't. All right. This one, this match has been getting... Quite a bit of buzz and not for all the right reasons, but Cruiserweight champion Neville will be defending once again against Enzo More. Enzo being Ooh. 
Enzo kind of using unsavory tactics to become the number one contender, beating everyone in a fatal five ways to achieve this goal. And, well, this match has more drama because of Enzo's outside antics more than his in-ring antics. And Neville pretty much has had enough of it. He wants to shut Enzo Mori up. Enzo wants to prove himself by becoming the Cruiserweight Champion, proving he's more than just a talker. Beth, you've been an Enzo and Cass fan for the longest time. You've been an Enzo fan. I mean, well, give us your take, I mean, on this match. What do you think? Enzo, no, baby, what is you doing? And I'm sorry, but as far as you getting a belt, any anything, you isn't ready. So I'm going with Neville. <laughs> wow. I know, right? I know. Yeah. Well, right, JC, what do you think? Is she right? Or do you have or what do you have to say? Well, now that Beth gave her a pain, I can give mine because I really agree with her. Enzo ain't nowhere near ready for a title. Not right now, because look at it. If you give him a title right give him a title right now in the midst of the stuff that's going on, it's gonna come off to everybody like you congrats you're um giving him a prize for his attitude. Rewarding him for bad behavior. Yeah, he's a millennial. They of. get re- they, they get rewarded. They get participation trophies. <laughs> I mean, okay, he's got a shirt. He's got a new shirt come out. That's cool, whatever. But what I'm saying is, this dude is not ready to handle the responsibility of being a title holder. Not now. He's not. Let him. I mean, it, it, I mean, literally, this dude got bowled over by Braun, and then Neville came out and literally mocked this dude on was it Monday? Yeah. So, come on, man. He ain't ready. I say let him fight a couple more times at least to show that he can fight without being like if he's supposed to be a face. I mean, give him a face win. Right now, he's acting like a, a, a bona fide heel. I mean, that's not even, I'm not going to say if that's a reason to do it, but I just don't feel like he's ready for a title right now, so I'm going to go with Neville. I'm on the Neville level. I ain't nowhere near Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to agree with both of you, but mine's a different reason. I did not like the fact that they only had Akira Tozawa champion for a week. That was dumb. So if you're going to have Neville lose the belt, I want him to lose to an actual cruiserweight who's been on the cruiserweight 205 Live since day one. Enzo has been in 205 Live for a month, and this is his, what, second opportunity at the cruiserweight championship? That's like a slap. For me, that feels like a slap in the face to all the other cruiserweights. And that you're only trying to put him in this matchup because he just happens to be a bigger name who was on Raw. So I don't want to see Enzo as champion either. Both of you have legit reasons. That's also that's because you're both right. That's my reasoning. So for that, I'm going to complete the trifecta. I'm also going with Neville's level. Sticking with Neville. Oh, back over there. Plus, 
The bell looks better on Neville. It really, the purple really sets off his hair. <laughs> you're reaching now, woman. Ah, you're reaching. <laughs> yes, I'm reaching. Right. We have the SummerSlam rematch. Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Finn Balor defeated Bray Wyatt at SummerSlam, but he was the demon in his demon persona. Bray Wyatt claims that Finn cannot defeat him in his human persona as a man, even going so far as to stand out a sign by trying to rub off gold dust's makeup, saying that you can't defeat me if you're hiding behind a mask. So Finn accepted his rematch with the clause being that he stays a man and not the demon. But Finn brought up a good question on Monday. The demon was his idea, so but is Finn the demon he created? That's a real point to ponder right there. So with that being said, I think he is. There's no question about it. Bray Wyatt, yeah, he's an eater of words, 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 both. <laughs> but I think Finn can defeat him both as a demon and as a man. So I think Finn's going to step it up. I'm going with Finn Balor on this one. Daisy, what do you think? I'm probably speaking, uh, I know I'm speaking as myself, but I think everybody can agree. I wish they figure out what the hell they want to do with Bray, because they are totally just botching this dude's gimmick. But with that being said, um, shoot. The way it's going, it's going to be Finn. Because I don't, I, I just don't see, I mean, if they're, I just don't see Bray winning. So I'm going to go with Finn. Honestly, first of all, I think that, I, I honestly think that there's a chance they could surprise us. Not to mention, Finn only has to be the man. There's not a darn thing saying that Bray can't use the powers from Sister Abigail. Oh, shit, yeah. So, honestly, I'm going for Bray, and I have to say, I'm sorry, but the, the picture that they have up there for the match, I just look at it, and I see Finn, and there's only one word that comes to mind. Flash. What, really? Flash face. He's giving flesh face. Tell me he's not. Great. Now as you say that, that's all I can think of. What are you going to do then? <laughs> In case you don't know, folks, that's a little throw out there to um, a tag team known as EYFBO, whom you know better as two members of LAX. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More than just, just EYFBO. Team Pazuzu. Oh, yes, Team Pazuzu. So, yeah. Now, I mean, now, okay, now that's all I can think of. Now, every time I look at Jim Ballow and doing that pose, that's going to be the first word in my mind. Thanks a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey. All right, moving on. Okay, I just bring What's the matter? Huh? Stacy, what is going on over there? I'm sorry. I'm like 
multitasking right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. What's to, wrong? I got to clean off my desk. I just realized my desk is junky as fuck, and I have to clean it. So I'm just, while we're talking, I'm doing that too. So ignore me. <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, we can't ignore you. You're part of the show. You know what I mean? The background noise. Well, uh, <laughs> well, that's fine. Then we'll just do this. We'll just take a quick station identification. Hey, Squared Circle Cafe fans. Jeremy Moses here. Every year, as you know, I do the walk and roll for the Spina Bifida Coalition of Cincinnati. Spina Bifida is something I'm very passionate about, having been born with it myself. Well, it's that time of year again. The annual walk and roll is on September 30th, 2017 at Miami Whitewater Forest in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm asking for your donations. You can go to the Squared Circle Cafe Facebook page. There's a link there. Click that link. Any amount will help. Any amount. $5, $10, whatever you feel like giving. Anything helps, and all contributions are 100% tax deductible. I sure hope to have your support September 30th with Walk and Roll for a Spine Buffet Coalition of Cincinnati. This is the horror king of the kingdom, Vinny Marcellia, Ink Sanity, and you are listening to the Squared Circle Cafe. So, moving on. Oh, we should also mention Square Circle Cafe's website is up and running now. You can go to squarecirclecafe.net. Check out our information there concerning the podcast. Look at our bios. Go back and listen to old shows. And then connect to our t-shirt store, prowrestlingqs.com slash Cafe. Where the awesome Daisy has come up with a brand new awesome graphic, which will be available on a shirt soon. You can go to our Facebook page, check it out. You can even go to the site that will link you to all of our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. Be sure to check that out. Carry your pigeon. Awesome. Say that. I said carry your pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> even that too, folks. We can go old school on that. But check Our it out. Pigeon, Morse code, smoke signal. Old fashioned we shouting. Don't judge. <laughs> we don't judge. No, we don't. So be sure to go check that out. And like I said, check it out. Our new t shirt designs will be out soon enough. Buy yourself a shirt. Support the show. It's going to be awesome. All right, continue on with No Mercy. The Tag Team Championship is on the line. The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus, have reclaimed their, re, has reinvoked their rematch clause. They are facing the team of Dean and Seth, who defeated them at SummerSlam to become Tag Team Champions. Of course, all teams involved have had their problems with outside members, most notably the Hardys and the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. So, the question is, can Dean and Seth continue to, can Cesaro and Sheamus continue to be the bar that everyone has to live up to, or can Dean and Seth finally break the bar 
and defeat them once and for all. Beth, who are you going with? with you, yes, not home Sheamus, I think, have run their course. I mean, as far as I know, Sheamus is supposed to be out filming a movie, so there's no way they're supposed to be, they could put the titles on them. Of course, then again, stranger things have happened. But personally, I would love to see Nina Seth defend against the Hardys, but that's going to be a whole separate story because we got to touch base on what's going on with that. Um, so for me, yeah, I'm in. Lo- I'm enjoying seeing Seth and Dean as tag team champions. Let's keep it on them. See what happens. I'm going to agree with all the others and say Seth and Dean. And I know my son is probably listening upstairs. Got a big old smile on his face hearing me say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Daisy. Here we go. Right up your alley because you're the rest- women's wrestling expert. It was originally supposed to be a fatal four-way. Now it's an, now it's a fatal five-way. Bailey made her return on Monday night, taking out Alexa Bliss, helping to take out Nia Jax. So now she's been added to this matchup. Alexa will be first was is going to be defending her championship against the four opponents being Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Emma, and Bailey. Each of them have their own little. Each of them has their own little reasoning. Nia, of course, has been begging for a chance at Alexa's title since the two of them are close, are quote best friends. She felt she should be first one deserving of a title. Sasha only had the title for about a week before having to drop. No, what was it ten days? A week? How long was it? Well, she only had the title for a short period of time before Alexa. Invoked her rematch clause and regained it back. Yes, I wasn't shaking my head at you, Ron. I was shaking my head. I was shaking my head about Sasha in general. Oh. So therefore, Sasha felt that she should get a chance at the title, and she pretty much did. But then we had a matchup with Nia and Emma. Emma, who of course is claiming that if it wasn't for her, the women's revolution wouldn't have started. So she should be getting. Hashtag give Emma a chance Going on Twitter So she feels She should finally have a run With some gold around her waist And Bailey was Has been out with a shoulder injury For about three months now So she Wants to invoke her rematch clause So instead 
Kurt Angle decides to put her in the matchup against all the other competitors for the women's championship. And let's not forget, and it was announced, that Asuka is going to be making her debut in Raw within the next month or so. So whoever becomes the women's champion has probably got to have that to deal with somewhere down the line. But with all that detail, everything being said with that, all right, we got Naya, Sasha, Alexa, Bailey, Emma, JC, hit it. I want to go with either Naya or Emma because, you know, to quote Beth over here, I'm sorry, but all them other girls, they done had their chance. Let's have somebody new. I need a new face. That's how I feel. All right. Beth. I'm shocked and and appalled that you're on board with Blissy Bebe because Bliss is awesome. She is the best freaking female heel on the roster. That's why she's fantastic. But I do have to say, honestly, I would like to see Nia with it. Emma, I'm sorry. Since you've come back, what the hell have you done to prove that you earn a shot at the women's title? You don't. Guess what? You're just in the match because they want to make it look all fair, and you're, you you at least got a somewhat better shot than Dana Brooke. So, yeah. Um, Nia Jax is your pick? Yeah. I'm sorry, but you're right. You're, I mean, Emma, she claims to start the women's revolution. She she really didn't. I mean, she was a part of the new crop of women's wrestlers that were up and coming. But unfortunately, she just hasn't really clicked with a lot of people. I mean, she had her little dance gimmick, and that worked. But since she came back as a tough heel, she hasn't exactly found her niche. And give Emma a chance. Yeah, but I think you need to build her up more in order to give her a chance. So putting the title on her, I don't think it's going to be the best thing. But, yeah, we've had Bailey as champion. We've had Alexa as champion. We've had Sasha as champion. Sasha, of course, has recently vented her frustrations over how she's being booked in the back. And stop being being such a freaking bitch to your fans. Without your, without your fans, you're freaking irrelevant. Well, with that, with all that, I think it is time. And plus, Naya has proven that she is a force to be reckoned with. She is way overdue to be wearing some gold. So yeah, I'm also going with Naya Jax. I mean, remember after this? What's that? No, go ahead and finish. I want to add a little tidbit to this after that. Go ahead. I'm pretty much done. It's like it's Nia Jax's time. And okay, what I was gonna say was the about to add on to this. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, I'm getting tired of seeing Nia in the in the uh, title shot." And I heard a lot of people saying in the in the title race, and I'm like, you know how long it took for Nia to even get in there? Because it was months before we even saw her even get close to a title shot. So I would, I'm like. If she wins now, I'll be happy because holy shit, man. How many times you got to beat everybody before y'all acknowledge the fact that she is a legit threat? Yeah, exactly. Plus, 
with Asuka coming up, she gave Asuka a pretty good run for her money in NXT. So that's something I can't. That's something I hope to see in the future. Of course, it's going to be a while till Asuka joins because she's got to heal from her shoulder. But um, plus, okay. While we're on the subject of it, let's pause real quick. Especially, I want to get your opinion on this, JC. What's your feel about the rumors being that the reason why Asuka is being brought up to Raw is because since SmackDown has a very strong women's division, they need her on Raw to boost up the women's division. What do you think of that? My thing is, if that's the case, then holy Help them all that they don't, like, botch the whole division like they've been doing since this whole brand split happened. Because cause think about it. They brought they brought Alexa over to try to do that same thing, and we still at square one. Um, They don't know that they want to keep the title on Sasha because they keep taking it. They put it on her on and take, her, take it off the next day. And then you have Nia who we think can actually wrestle, but all it takes is somebody to, like, you know, tap her, and then all of a sudden she falls after she's done whooped, the mat, whooped everybody else on the mat. And I'm saying that's not her fault. But, you know, however, whoever's booking that makes it seem like, you know, makes it seem that way. And may I remind y'all what they did to Bailey, all right? It's been my dream to be a mat, to be in the W. Okay, we heard you the first ten times. You know, can you move on from that? <laughs> so, if that's like, I mean, like I said, this ain't no, this ain't disrespecting Bailey. I like her for real. You know, I just wish they would book her like she like like they booked her in NXT. I mean, she could say that, but she was proved herself to be a threat. Here, she's made to look like a damn 10-year-old. Come on, man. So, um, yeah. If that's what they're going to do, I'm okay with that. But I will be pissed off if they fuck her over like they've done the rest of the the division the over there. I'm like, y'all could have just left her, left her in NXT if y'all, that's how y'all going to ruin her. All right. Beth, do you agree with um, how they're putting Asuka on the Raw roster because they want to strengthen their women's division? As opposed to SmackDown, whose women's division is well-developed with great characters, interesting storylines, and better matches? I would agree, yeah, but then at the same time... Some of these people, Asuka steamrolls over in NXT. How are you honestly going? They they built her up to be too strong. They they built her up to be too strong. Now oh, it's going to take well. something freaking phenomenal for her to freaking lose. All right. Yeah. I mean, well, plus Daisy. I mean. Daisy brought up all the good points and stuff. It's like the reason why the Raw roster of women don't have as much as the SmackDown women is because they're not treated as well as the SmackDown women are. I mean, they're like second fiddle 
to everyone else on the roster while the SmackDown women are actually being treated. Last week, they main-evented. How often do we see the women main-eventing on Raw? How often do we see them in good actual storylines that you actually want to listen to? So, and think about it. They decide whether they, want, whether they want Sasha to have the belt or not, and this and that. Oh, they give it to her, then they take it away. No offense. Look who they keep giving it to, though. They keep giving it to women who, whether they are a face or a heel, are good for the company. They don't go on freaking social media posting pictures of fans that came up to them and asked to have a picture with them and calling them out on it and saying derogatory things about them. Because I'm sorry, Alexa may be a heel, but if you freaking you look, Alexa does a hell of a lot for the good of the company. She does she does things going to the events and and doing things with the with the kids and everything like that to help represent the brand well, to help give the kids a strong female to look up to. Bailey's the same way. I'm sorry, but that's your reason right there, Sasha, why you can't keep the belt. You're I'm sorry, you're bad for business. You're freaking condemning and talking crap and being rude to the people who are pretty who are responsible for your paycheck. I mean, yes, I understand. You're a human being too and you need to have your time for yourself too, but technically yes, you don't owe the fans anything, but at the same time, would it kill you to put a smile on for five seconds and sign a piece of paper for them and take a freaking take a picture with them? Leave them walking away with a good experience rather than all the negative experiences you see now on the internet about people interacting with Sasha. Oh, she was rude. Oh, she was this. Oh, she was that. All right, JC, what did you want to add? Huh? Um, what did you want? Okay. Okay. With oh, that's what I wanted to ask. I was I was like building off of what um, Beth said. They built her up to be uh, Oscar. They built her up to be like this huge, unstoppable threat. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there going. You know, at some point, Oscar's gonna be defeated. But who on the roster can do that? And I'm looking right now, and I'm thinking, on what roster? Hey, really? Who would be the first person to defeat Oscar? And if you, and 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 I'm and again, I'm sorry, but it better not be Sasha. No. No. Hell no. <laughs> Let me say it in Spanish. No. <laughs> okay. That ain't happening. I'm sorry. I respect Sasha and all, but she ain't got what it takes to take down the Empress of tomorrow. Yeah, and everybody is out there thinking we're hating on Sasha. No, we're not. Oh, we're not. I'm not. Yeah, but I am. I don't think... <laughs> But I don't think that Sasha is capable of being the person to defeat Oscar, okay? Nia 
I can see her being like one of the people to do it. I don't see saying she would, you know. But Sasha being in that same group, no. Let me have my opinion in German. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go on. This match yeah. has gotten quite a bit of attention, but not in the good sense. And that is John Cena versus Roman Reigns. This has been, as Daisy put it, a battle of what's being said on Twitter. (laughs) John Cena became a free agent, choosing to go back to Raw. And Roman Reigns didn't exactly appreciate that. And it's pretty much being boiled down to John Cena calling the Roman Reigns pretty much a rock wannabe, while Roman is pretty much calling John Cena a hypocrite. Which, basically, one, as you put it once, J.C., this feud is pretty much being rushed because we've only had, like, maybe, what, three weeks and three sets of promos? And two, they pretty much are saying exactly what everyone tweets, posts on Facebook, Posts on Instagram, says on Tumblr, says on YouTube, whatever social media there is. Okay, but I gotta say, I'm sorry. Love him or hate him, Cena actually got a decent promo out of Roman. True. Yeah, that is I ain't true. Gonna lie. I can't even yeah. lie about that. I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> But the I final like, insult came yeah. this past Monday when Roman Reigns came out there. Are you referring to that promo from this past Monday? I was talking about the promo that started it. Oh, all right. Well, this past Monday, Roman Reigns came out to cut a final promo coming to this show tonight. And ironically, John Cena was not there. He was in China doing promotional work for the WWE Network. And Roman Reigns pretty much put up an old promo from 2012, which we had the first of the once-in-a-lifetime matches. <laughs> Twice. In which, John, <laughs> yep, in which John Cena called out The Rock for being a part-timer in wrestling, Roman pretty much using John Cena's own words against him. And that's pretty much all that's been led up to this match that we're having tonight. Battle of the big dogs, so to speak. So will it be the guy or the one we can't see? Stacy? Oh, I knew I was going to be the first one for some reason. Oh, (laughs) hey. Hey, look. Like I've said before, this, what really irks me is there's a lot of copy and paste from the Internet. I mean, I knew they were going to use some of the stuff from what fans were saying, but I would have expected a lot more creativity with it. That's what kind of got me. Um, and I love the promo from from this Monday, uh, you know, because it at least gave Roman a little uh, – they gave Roman a little leeway to at least don't sound like he's being a little robotic with it. And, yeah, I love you, Roman, but you did kind of sound a about it most of this promo. And so did Cena. So my thing was, so, but just to get to who I think is going to win, 
I'm going to sound like such a mark right now. Roman's going to have to win this one. I mean, ain't no, I mean, if he loses this, you might as well just hang it up. Because there's no way. I mean, it's gonna take a. It's gonna have to take a miracle for him to dig himself out of this if he was to lose to Cena. I mean, that's how I see it. Oh, but come on! We all know Super Cena has the magical shovel that he uses to bury young talent. Yeah, but but some for some reason Roman's got that same shovel. <laughs> But the only difference between Roman's shovel and Cena's shovel, it seems like we see more of Cena's shovel than we do of Roman's shovel. And that's honestly what I'm oh. afraid of. The thing is with me in this matchup is that I'm going to hear one of two things. I'm going to hear either Cena had to put over Roman, or if Roman loses, oh, there goes Cena burying talent again. It's like... For me, this match is a lose-lose situation. Either way, people are going to be bitching about it. I just want, I mean, I mean, Roman Reigns, he's a rising star on his own. I think he is really making a really big name for himself. Cena has said it before in interviews, if you want to throw words back in his face, that he begins on, he's now beginning to understand why The Rock has a part-time schedule. So, really, he shouldn't really be throwing stones. So I'm sorry to say, but Cena's time is slowly starting to diminish. He's still a huge star, still does a lot of great work, still does a lot of charity, does help Make-A-Wish. He also, you know, helps out with commercials and stuff. He's making movies. That's fine and all. And that was so nice of him to allow Toyota to use his theme music for their car commercial. Exactly. I mean, he's the hefty trash bag spokesperson. He's the voice of the elephant in the pistachios commercials. So it's not like if Cena loses, he's got nothing else going on for him. For me, Roman needs this win because that will solidify him as a top star. Like he isn't already, but this will definitely solidify him by taking out John Cena. So for me, I'm going with the guy. I'm going with Roman Reigns. Beth? Oh. <laughs> I agree with the points that you're just making, and as much as it pains me to say it, I'm going with You just gasped, didn't you, Jason? No! What? <laughs> Yo! The invasion of the body snatchers is coming. Your demise is, your, your demise is impending. They could be everywhere. I've gone, I've gone, I've gone against Enzo, and I've gone for Roman. I, I oh, think the body is Either that or, you mm. know, maybe it's a bunch of signs of the apocalypse. <laughs> well, what a way to go, huh? <laughs> oh. I just, like, in it. Because also, can I put this note on there? It will. It, not only will it make it solidify the whole fact that Rome is the is is transitioning into being the possible future face. I'm not saying that he. I don't think he's quite the face right now, but he's transitioning into it. Also, it would. Uh, also, he's got to put something. He's got to get this because how are you going to claim to be this is your yard, 
and everybody that's came in your yard thus far, you have fallen to that ass. I'm, I'm like, hey, yo, I, I was like, I like you, dog, but homie, how you gonna claim something and you can't back it up? Well, it should be noted too that it has been said that he's not—he's won the respect of the Undertaker. And once you win the respect of the Undertaker, you're pretty much up there in a very select group. And he's becoming a locker room leader. So, yeah. So Roman really does have what it takes to move on to the next level, and this defeat over Cena will be the one to solidify it. So, all right, here we go. And pretty much what I'm calling the latest monster movie to come out, we have... <laughs> tell me this does not sound like a monster movie title. The Beast Incarnate versus The Monster Among Men. Does it, doesn't that sound like a monster movie? Yeah. I mean, Braun Strowman has pretty much plowed his way the entire WWE roster. He was the MVP of the SummerSlam match and he has made it known time and time again he will not rest until he is Universal Champion. Even going so far as to toss Brock Lesnar like a rag doll in the couple of times that the two of them have met up. And let's face it, that is quite a display right there. We all know how tough Brock Lesnar can be, but when you got somebody like Braun Strowman tossing you around like a rag doll, that's saying something right there. Brock Lesnar, of course, we all know him, the beast. He will not stand down. He will step up, blah body body Let's face it, Paul Heyman says it better. But he's not going to rest, and he will be sure that Braun Strowman enter Suplex City. Now, me personally, I could care less about either one of these guys because you know me, I'm not a Braun Strowman fan, and I despise Brock Lesnar. But I will throw a victory party for Braun Strowman, pop out of a cake in a bikini if I have to, if this man beats Brock Lesnar tonight for the title. (laughs) Okay? I'm putting it out there right now. Brock Lesnar needs to just go away. I will put up with Braun Strowman for as long as I have to, as long as Brock just goes away. So for me, yes, you heard it here, and I've got my son and Beth shaking their heads and face-palming me when I said that. So, yeah, for me, Braun Strowman. No, no, no. The, the, the shaking our heads and face-palming, and I'm pretty sure I can, I'm pretty sure I can speak for the boys. We're in regards to you jumping out of a cake in a bikini. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely be a monster among men. <laughs> All right, Beth. Yo, how about it? Run! Hmm. Simple but effective. <laughs> All right, JC. You know I'm going for Braun, and you know what? I don't even mind. I I I want Braun to win so bad that I don't even care that he's gonna be a Universal <sighs> Champion. I want him to win it because at least the champion will be there every 
freaking weak. I mean, the only reason I'm saying more immoral of freaking Brock is because he's obligated. But other than that, you he be so ghost. It's like, dude, he'd be the new John Senior. You can't see him. So, Braun. That's all I got to say. Braun. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to bring a fourth opinion into this mix. Yeah. As I stated, my son, who shares his middle name with the man whose birthday was yesterday, Matt Hardy, my son Sean here, named after Sean Michaels, I'm going to put him on the spot. We're going to get a teenage boy's opinion on this. All right, Sean. I'm going to rattle off a matchup. You're going to pick a winner. Let's see what happens. All right. Get loud enough so that way they can hear you. All right. All right. Kickoff match. Apollo Crews versus Elias. Apollo. All right. Intercontinental Championship match. Miz or Jason Jordan? Jason Jordan. He deserves it. Cruiserweight Championship match. Neville versus Enzo Amore. I'm pretty sure Enzo's going to job. So, Neville. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Even use the terminology. Very good. All right. Finn Balor, the man, versus Ray Wyatt. Uh, hmm. He's thinking about it, folks. I'd have to say Bray Wyatt. All right. Bray Wyatt. As if I already know the answer to this one. Tag Team Championship. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. <laughs> as, he says, as he says this, standing here wearing his Kingslayers t-shirt. <laughs> Fatal five-way for the women's title. Alexa, Sasha, Bailey, Naya, Emma. Naya. Very nice. <laughs> Dina versus Roman. Roman. All right. And Passing the torch. Okay, and finally, Braun Strowman. All right, here we go. <laughs> Thank you, son. And that is from the voice of the teenagers as he takes his little bow here. You're welcome. Mm. <laughs> With that, we have a quick station identification. This is the psychedelic warrior Dave Cole, and I think... No, I know you should listen to the Squared Circle Cafe. All right, those are our No Mercy predictions. No Mercy is tonight at 8 o'clock. I believe the kickoff is at 7. So be sure to check that out. And like I said, we have a little something to say. Earlier we talked about the Tag Team Championships and how I said oh, one day I want to see Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose versus the Hardys. Well, unfortunately, there's some news coming out. Apparently, Jeff is injured. Oh, <gasps> what? Beth Hardy tweeted. Beth Hardy put out a tweet the other day that says, um, let's see. Find it here. She posted. That. Ruby's sick again. Husband is injured. Allie isn't 100%. Lucas is blind, and my house needs to be clean. I need a clone. But the husband is injured line is what stuck out to me the most. And there are reports coming out. I saw it on WrestlingNewsSource.com 
that Jeff has a shoulder injury, which could require surgery. Oh. Oh. Right, yeah. Oh. Yep, that's what I said. So that so that means that the tag team of the Hardys will be out of action for a while. Matt will probably be flying solo for a bit. So it's probably going to be a while until we see the bro- brother Nero make an appearance, or should I the Awoken one, since they're not broken. But now that J- Jeff's going to be out for a while, do you think Matt will try singles competition, or do you think he should wait until Jeff comes? He'll probably try singles competition. Yes, agreed. Well, I know you were pretty much sad when I sent you that message yesterday. That's my job, man. I know it is. Pretty I'm sad all sad. I know it sucks. Good job. Wait, wait to bring down the tone of the show. I don't mean to Boy, bring down. Boy, you know how to read a room. <laughs> I don't mean to bring down the show, but let's face it. It's a reality that happens in wrestling. Everyone gets injured. <clears throat> so it's not a good time for anybody for that matter. But I do have good news. And you might like this, JC, especially. OVW was able to raise $6,000 to help Matt Capicelli in his cancer treatment. Oh, yes. So I know you're excited with that. So best of luck to him in the hopes that he will um, recover. As we all know, he's been battling tumors in his brain for quite some time now with this most recent one happening. So we send our best out to him. And also another bit of good news. Last night in an NXT house show live from Florida, Donovan Dijak made his debut against Aleister Black. Congratulations to him. You should see the little grin Beth got on her face right here. He posted a Twitter tweet stating, Thank you, NXT, hashtag NXT Largo. Tonight was special. Hashtag feast your eyes. And it shows him posing over Aleister Black. I'm just curious to know what name he used. It looks like he used his Donovan Dijak moniker, but we were discussing this last night with uh, I was discussing this last night with one of our friends, and we were wondering if one WWE was going to allow him to keep the Donovan Dijak name, such as Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly have, or either they have to change it, and he can either use his real name. Or he can use a combination. Like, I was thinking Chris Donovan. You know? Or would he go by the realm of Oni Lorcan and find a whole new name altogether? And what do you think? Do you have any, Do you guys have any suggestions? Mm. Like everybody can get one. Is... Don't worry, we won't. <laughs> uh. Nothing yet, huh? All right, well, keep it up. Hey, hey, any of you out there, email us, squarecirclecafe at gmail.com. Tweet us at SCC Podcast. You have an idea of what Donovan Dijak's new name should be in WWE. 
give it a try. See what you can come up with. I mean, we've done it before. We did it at Beyond when we were trying to come up with names for Busick's character before he came up with one for himself. And so, yeah, give it a try. See what happens. See what you come up with. I think it'd be kind of funny to see, you know, what what you can come up with. So, Oh, look at this. Headline here reads, Rob Van Dam or whether or not WWE return would be possible. Beth, since you were a former ECW original, would you want to see RVD back in WWE? Hell yeah. You think he'd make a good run? I think so. Well, who will, which show do you think he'd be best suited on? Honestly, I think he'd probably be more SmackDown. More SmackDown? Yes. All right. Name an opponent for him. Honestly, I, I, I could see him having a decent feud with Corbin. Baron Corbin? Nice. Or AJ. Yeah, it, that's going to actually be pretty cool to see. That would be pretty cool to see. Should RVD make a comeback? All right, now we got our No Mercy predictions out of the way. we got a little bit of time, so let's go so over. Let's, let's do some more No Mercy predictions. Let's predict the statuses we're going to see on our Facebook timelines tomorrow. Facebook, I'm thinking more. Oh, live. God. Oh, my God, that was awful. I'm canceling my network subscription. I was almost, when you said, oh, my God, I was almost expecting you to say, look at her butt. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. I saw, I was looking at a clip from Sting the other day. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, my well, God. Let's go. Well, we do know, know that when it comes to the WWE Universe and social media, they're not ones to hold back. Although, I do have to talk about something. I found out what was going on during the live. NXT was in Kingston a couple nights ago. We unfortunately weren't able to go, but I've been reading reports about it, and I was reading how some guys were chanting, certain, were making one guy tweeted to Liv Morgan and Sonya, De- Sonya Devil saying that, you know, sorry for the way the crowd acted. You guys put on an awesome matchup. I figured out what it was. They were being catcalled. Someone told Liv Morgan, show your tits. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, if I were lying, I'm lying, I'm dying. Mm. Yep, they pretty much were asking for her to pretty much flash the crowd. And, JC, you even brought it up today. Apparently, there's somebody on Twitter claiming that women in wrestling shouldn't be anything more than eye candy. And I refuse to say this guy's name because I don't want to give him any kind of attention. But Alistair Black called him out on it. Alistair Black wasn't the only one. Uh, Ricochet did it. Um, uh, Jimmy Havoc did it. Um, shit, it was a little other people. I forgot this kid. Um, oh man, my brain is freezing right now. But holy crap, I woke up to that this morning. Just like you know, Dan Barry the phone and see too. what's going on. Who? I, I haven't seen anything for Ty hours at work. Lieutenant Dan Barry, or no, just Dan Barry, I should say. The guy formerly oh. of Team Tremendous. God damn. Yeah. yeah, he called him out on it, too. So, yeah, pretty much this guy, yeah, says that women are nothing more than eye candy. And I am sorry, but that just really irked the shit out of me when he said that. 
Yeah, I know you want to say, so here's a platform for you. Go ahead and say it. Oh, man. All right. Well, yeah, I do want to say a lot about it. I'm just trying to find a nice way to say this because, you know, I am friends with a lot of dudes. But at the same time of saying that, if I find out that any dude that I'm associated with just thinks that women are nothing more than baby makers and are just here on this earth to just be eye candy for you and to just basically blow off any accomplishment or, or any achievement they have done because it doesn't fit your fucking agenda, you know, there's a nearby cactus you can take and you can, you know, bend over with it. I do yeah, not condone, huh? No, go ahead. What? No, I I'm just, just showing best on the tweets. Yeah, this dude that came out this morning and said that I was just infuriated. I mean, like, are you serious with me like that? You think it's a okay for you to go to a wrestling event where there are women out there doing their job in the ring, and here you go yelling, "Flash your tits." What kind of garbage is that? And then, and then, and then that person that um, what was it? Then that person get like the did the crowd like turn on him? I think at one what whatever bit that happened at the crowd turned on this dude. And, and you know, on top of that, um, promotions should be aware if you uh, promoters or promotions should like do something about that. You know, you might have some dude yelling at your at your at your employee uh, at your workers, disrupting their their job. They should be kicked out and banned from that and banned from that show or banned from any future shows. You know, don't give me that whole. Well, I paid my ticket. I can I can do what I want. You paid for a ticket to enjoy a wrestling event. You didn't pay for a ticket to show your ass out there. I mean, if you really want porn, there, you know there are plenty of websites out there. Don't go, don't go, do, do you want somebody to come to your job and just start yelling at you, hot garbage? And then, you know, your first thing you want to do is you want to start complaining about that. So you go out there to a wrestling event and just start yelling this derogatory stuff to the women in the ring. What do you think is going to happen? So, no, nah, I'm not down with that. Yeah, I just got to, we got to do better as a fandom, really. <laughs> And I, I was like I said, um, okay. Apparently, the person who said all that stuff, he lost his job at a website that he works for because the website just tweeted it. David Starr retweeted it, stating that Sportskeeda has parted ways with him. His vile opinions have no place in our organization in 2017, organization or in 2017 in general. So this guy is already getting a lot of backlash, not only from the guys stepping it up and defending women's wrestling, but also from the website that he formerly worked for. Ah! And he trying to sit there and try to throw, he trying to throw something at them. Oh! (laughs) Of course he's trying to throw something at them. I mean, the dude got mad. He said, 
he tried to say, um, he said he tried to say something about he gave your fake website news, real news. Damn. And then and then they said, uh, you pay well, we paid you. You literally, man, if you gonna go out there and say some foul foul garbage like that and don't expect any re- uh any reaction to it, you a dumbass. Yeah, even Jordan Grace was trying to say something to him, but she said, like, was going to say something, but it looks like Twitter already dragged this guy. So, yeah, it's pretty much safe to say that that guy will not be welcomed in the wrestling locker room anytime soon. So it was pretty vile and misogynistic for him to say something like that. And, yeah, that guy who tweeted to Liv Morgan and Sonya apologizing for it, I appreciate him doing that because, honestly, had I had been there, that's when I've been coming to my aid, bailing me out of jail because I would have gotten into a fist fight. <laughs> Telling that guy to sit down and shut up. <laughs> oh, man. Even X-Pac had something to say about it. So you can see how how bad this dude. I mean, if you got yeah. something like that, you got other wrestlers coming at you for it. Yay. Yeah, exactly, which is why I said that he that trash can was a compliment. That guy was an entire landfill. Mm. So, it, being, it seemed as much as women has progressed in wrestling into main eventers and having tournaments and being just as popular as the guys now are, it's still, unfortunately, there are some who still feel as though women are either nothing more than eye candy or rats. And that's pretty sad. So, sorry that people just had to sit through and see that kind of crap. All right, we got 15 minutes here. Let's switch over from wrestling a little bit to some dancing. As we all know, Nikki Bella was announced for this season of Dancing with the Stars. Her partner is Artem. I'm not even going to try saying his last name because I know I will butcher it. And WWE posted a clip on the WWE app showing Nikki's dance. She did the tango. And she did it rather well, too, even throwing in her little Bella bounce, you know, that little twist she does before she enters the ring, and ending the dance with her flipping Artem over her shoulder and pinning him to the ground in Nikki fashion. Um, do either one of you get a chance to check out the dance or no? I caught it on YouTube. So, yeah, I got to check it out. So, I mean, I thought it was actually really good. I think she really has a good chance of it. And, I mean, the judges were pretty critical about it, especially the um, middle judge calling out the fact that she kept looking down which I can understand. I do that, too, when I dance. I sometimes look at the floor, too. So that's just something she has to work on. She scored 20 out of 30, which isn't bad. And tomorrow night, I guess, is when we find out whether or not she stays or she goes. So you, I guess if you're a member of ABC.com and WWE Universe, just keep voting for her. Let Nikki go. I hope Nikki can go as far as Stacey Keebler did when she was on but be able to win it 
The last wrestler that was on Dancing with the Stars was Chris Jericho, and unfortunately he didn't do so well. I think he was eliminated like the fourth week. Get your votes out there. Go to abc.com. Go to Dancing with the Stars. Vote for Nikki and Artem. Keep it going. Bree was in the audience. Her mother was in the audience. Her brother was in the audience. So let's go, Nikki. Have you voted? Oh, I didn't vote. <laughs> I, I'm not like really into the dancing with the stars like that, you know, but. <sighs> Why well, is it pretty awesome to see Nikki? I mean, because if you remember from the last season of dancing, of last season of um, Total Divas, Nikki was offered the chance to be on last season's Total Divas, but she had to turn it down because. She was planning on making a comeback, and I think that was the only time she came back at SummerSlam. This is now her chance to show that she's got more than just a wrestling move set. I mean, we know she's got the hip wiggle. So that's going to be pretty awesome to see. All right, well, I think we've pretty much covered most of what's going on in WWE right now, and... Beth, do you want to add in anything about your – because Beth actually did um, RICW last night. She was at the show, and I um, heard it was a pretty good show. Uh, any pointers that you want to um, put out there for people to know about? Our next show is uh, Saturday night, October 7th at Chop Chop in Um $5 admission. Door should be at 6 o'clock with the with bell time being shortly thereafter. Come to RNTW. We have Brooks. Yes, they do, and they're quite delicious, I may add. So be sure to check her out with that. And see Beth at RNTW. Say hi. Say if you're a fan of the show, let her know about it. All right, JC, do you have anything else to add? I think we can start, probably start wrapping it up. Uh, buy our shirts. Go to ProWrestlingTee.com uh, and uh, buy our shirts. You know, look up Square Circle Cafe. Our logo should be, our new T-shirt should be up soon. I just got a couple of more tweaks to do on it. Um, but it should be coming up shortly. Definitely can't wait. I know I'm definitely getting myself one, but all of you out there need to get one too. And remember... As Beth pointed out, you can get it in tank top form, too. So be sure to check that out. Get your shirt while you can. Support the show. And, yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and end it because no mercy in a couple of hours. Want to get ready for that. So, JC, as always, it's a pleasure having you on. And I will talk right. to you. I have fun. Either later this week or next week. All right. Later. Uh, Bye, everybody. Bye. Follow her on Twitter at HardyCat1027. Follow Beth at Betsy Page. Follow me if you want at that diary chick. Jeremy will be returning in the month of October. If you want to welcome him back, welcome him at JeremyMoses85 on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at SCC Podcast. Like our Facebook page. Go to SquareTickleCafe.net. You can get all of our social media information there, as well as links to previous shows. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Square Tickle Cafe is where you can get our shirts. 
Square Circle Cafe, for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. (laughs) 